You are welcome to Face to Face broadcast. Enjoy the dynamic teaching ministry of Pastor Tibby Peters, the president of Renaissance Assembly Incorporated. This message will take you from where you are to where you ought to be. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Help me welcome someone close to you. Say welcome to church. Hallelujah. Spiritual things require attention. Spiritual things require attention. In Proverbs 4, verse 20, it said, My son attend to my words, incline thine ear unto my saints. When you hear attention, give attention to something, it means that at that moment, look away from every other thing and make this one a priority. Spiritual things require attention. You want to grow spiritually, you have to give attention to your spiritual life. Spiritual things don't just happen. You have to give them attention. When we are praying, studying scriptures, attending service, we are giving attention to spiritual things. Are you with me? One way to kill something is to neglect it. Anything you want to kill, just neglect it. It will die. If you have a dog, and you neglect the dog, it will die. Praise God. You have a plant, you neglect it, it will die. Spiritual things also in your life will die and get weaker if you don't give them attention. Some believers say, I don't know the word of God. How will you know the word of God if you don't give attention to the word of God? I don't know how to pray. How will you know how to pray if you don't give attention to prayer? Oh, my Christian life is not the way it should be. How will it be the way it should be when you're not giving it attention? The things you neglect will wither out. The things you attend to will flourish. Amen. Amen. So you want your Christian life to flourish? Give it attention. You want your prayer life to flourish? Give it attention.
If something is important to you, you will create time for it. Have you heard somebody say, Oh, I was so busy. I was so busy. You know, I didn't even have time to, um, um, to do this or to do that. Oh, I was so busy. I was so busy. Then you ask, Did you eat today? Say, so, Of course I ate. <laughs> Did you take your bath? Of course I took my bath. Yes, that, that means that those things were important to you. Glory to God. So you, no matter how busy you were, you created time for them. Prayer will not just happen in your life. You have to create time for it. The study of God's word, you have to create time for it. What I'm saying, spiritual things require attention. And if you observe, even if you've been a Christian for a while, if you observe your life, you will see that whenever you give attention to spiritual things, there is just a way things go. Are we together? Then once you start neglecting them, over time, there's also a way things go. So, giving attention to spiritual things shouldn't be occasional in your life. You come to that place where you are consistent. You are consistently giving attention to spiritual things. That's what we mean by spiritual maturity. Amen? You're consistent with it. If you got born again two months ago or three months ago, Someone still reminds you, oh, we have service on Thursday. We have service, um, we have cell meeting on Tuesday. Well, it's not a problem because you just got born again. But you've been born again over two years. You've been born again for three years. You've been born again for five years. And someone still has, has to remind you, today is Thursday service. Ah, eh, Thursday has reached now, now. It's not just yesterday I was in church on Sunday. Even on Sunday morning, someone has to remind you. You have a friend that always comes to pull you from the house. Let's go to church. Oh, and they pull you to church. How long would that be? Amen. But you know the next five Arsenal matches. The day of the week they will play it, you know. No, that should be on the 23rd. It should be on a Wednesday. <laughs> in short, since they started playing in that place, they've never played on a Tuesday. <laughs> are you understanding me? Are you understanding me? See how accurate you are. It means that that thing is so important to you, you've given it attention. Anything you know is what you give attention to. Anything you know very well, you give it attention. He is a pharmacist because he gave pharmacy attention. Amen? Are we together? He is a lawyer because he gave law attention. If instead of being in law school now, you are learning about uh, engine parts, engine parts, are you understanding me? <laughs> radiator, radiator, radiator. Are you understanding me? Will you be a lawyer? But if you check, he knows more about law than he knows about a generator. Are you understanding me? And the reason he knows is because he gave attention to law. Help me ask your neighbor, what are you giving attention to? Okay, let me ask you, what do you know very well? Amen. <laughs> Amen. Some people know food very well. Say, have you mixed, have you used yam to eat? (laughs) So, oh, my brother, go and try it. And they will follow you up. Have you tried it? 
Say no. I will give you the sauce. <laughs> Are we together? So anything you know very well, you gave it attention. You know, some people know other people very well. <laughs> that brother, watch now. When he comes, he will go like this first. Then he will go like this. Then he will sit down. After he will stand up. After he will buy biscuits. Watch. It will be like prophecy. The person will do exactly. <laughs> you know what? He has given attention to that thing. That's why he knows it. First, if you don't want to know something, then don't give it attention. Second, if you really want to know something, give it attention. I don't know whether Beyonce is pregnant. Since last week you have been checking. As if her baby will take you to your next level in life. <laughs> Some people are on a quest. <laughs> you understand that? You understand that? It's a quest of folly. Folly. Are you understanding me? Are you understanding me? A quest of folly. Nobody sent them. They are on research that has no economic or spiritual value. That's the checking. That's the checking. I want to know how many people have Mercedes Benz in this portal court. Are you selling cars? A brother used to know plate numbers very well. You'll be on the road with him. A car will pass. You say one one five five. One one five five. One one five five. One five five. It should be a mecca. <laughs> you say another one. Two and oh <laughs> that car, that car, the guy lives somewhere at Rumola. <laughs> and I say, Wow, you are good with numbers, so. They are good in number. What is Joshua 1 8? Joshua 1 8. I don't know who has that card. I said Joshua chapter 1 verse 8. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> you don't know what is in Joshua 1 verse 8, but you know plate number. You will soon be a plate number. <laughs> Glory to God. You know why? Because you gave it attention. You gave it attention. Some people know certain things about social media. You gave it attention. You see, wisdom should instruct you to give attention to spiritual things, make them a priority. Some of you, if I ask, what did you do with your day today? What did you give attention to the most today? So a, a matured Taxable adults. We say, you know, eh? You know, in that game, when you start reaching 4,500, the game will not start doing like this. <laughs> you say, eh? For, ah. The only time I tried the game, I stopped at 200. You say, ah, you have not even started now. When you reach from 4,000, 4,005, yeah. <laughs> and for you to reach there, you should have spent two, three hours sitting down. And your target this year. Is to reach 5,000 in that game. <laughs> Amen. That, that's your target this year. Is to reach 5,000 in that game. And you started since January. <laughs> Bravo to you. <laughs> Bravo. <laughs> Glory to God. Are we together? <laughs> so, the question here is, 
What have you set as your priority? Amen. We're already in November. You know what November means? You know what it means? Last card. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> Last card. <laughs> then what's the next thing? <laughs> Check up. <laughs> Amen. We're in November. Let me say this to you. When a believer understands that spiritual things affect you emotionally, mentally, financially, physically, famically, <laughs> are you understanding me? <laughs> Every way you will give attention to spiritual things. Let's go to our opening scripture. First Timothy chapter four, verse seven and eight. Let's read it together. I want to go. But refuse profane and old wise fables and exercise thyself rather unto godliness. Verse 8. For bodily exercise profiteth little, but godliness is profitable unto all things, having the promise of the life that now is and of that which is to come. It means that godliness or spiritual exercise will profit you on this side, and it will profit you on the other side. Amen. But go back to verse 7. I want to read verse 7 in two other verse, um, um, translations. So I say, But refuse profane and old wise fables, and excise yourself rather unto godliness. Let's read it in, in um, message and then in NLT. Let's read together. I want to go. Stay clear of silly stories that get dressed up as religion. Exercise daily in God. No spiritual flabbiness, please. Silly stories. Rodrigo. <laughs> Rodrigo? <laughs> you are watching. You won't have a book. You'll be writing your name. Rodrigo, is he not the cousin of... Salvador. <laughs> yes. You are writing. You are writing. You are connecting. You haven't drawn family tree <laughs> over a movie. Papa Hagen was sharing a story. Papa Hagen, uh, you know, blessed memory. He was sharing a story about how his sister came to church. And they were raising prayer points. Pray for my mother. Pray for my brother. Pray for my... So one of them says, let's pray for Rodrigo. In this season, he's going through a hard time. <laughs> he's talking about an actor on a series that's going on. Are you understanding me? He said, let's pray for him because this season he's going through a tough time. That's, that means that she's living in the reality of Rodrigo. Yeah. New Living Translation. NLC. Let's read together. I want to go. Do not waste time arguing over godless ideas and old wives' tales. Instead, train yourself to be godly. Amen. Have you seen people arguing? Now, I don't... I, I, um, it's normal to see people that get high on cheap alcohol. You know cheap alcohol? Cheap alcohol. It's cheaper than beer. <laughs> when they are arguing, man, you would think they were in the last Federal Executive Council meeting. <laughs> no, 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 no. I know it was Osibanjo that said it. I say no, it was not Osibanjo. <laughs> were you there? Where I have a problem is when believers with the wisdom of God, amen, sit down and start arguing over what will not edify, it will not strengthen their faith. Are you understanding me? It's not going to help them in any way. Read it with me again. 
Do not waste time arguing over godless ideas and old wives' tales. Sometimes that what old wives' tales are actually like movies. Amen. All right, Nollywood. I didn't say you shouldn't watch it, but if you can, don't watch. Amen. <laughs> Amen. Old wives' tales. Instead, train yourself to be godly. Let's just read one more translation. Amplified. Amplified of verse 7. Then uh, we'll go to verse 8. Thank you. Read with me. Want to go? But refuse and avoid irreverent legends, profane and impure and godless fictions, mere grandmother's tales and silly myths and express your disapproval of them. Train yourself towards godliness, piety, keeping yourself spiritually fit. That's the point. Lift your hand. Say, in the name of Jesus. I make a choice to keep myself spiritually fit. You know, one of the translations I read said, avoid flabbiness. Amen. Spiritually fit. If someone is physically fit, maybe you say, you know, if you see a brother, he's not up to 35. You say, climb up on the stage. He climbs up. You say, come down. He comes down. He says, sorry, climb up again. Climb. Ah, 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 ah. You say, ah, ah, are you well? <laughs> You're already tired. You climbed up once or twice. And you are tired. It's breathing hard. <laughs> Glory to God. It means that he is not fit. Glory to God. He is not fit. He is not fit. So you have some brethren. That anytime you involve them in a small spiritual exercise, they are tired. They are the ones that when conversion is over, they say, Oh, whoa, you know how we suffer for this conversion. Eh? We need one week to rest. Amen. <laughs> Spiritually unfit. While others that did convention morning, evening, morning, evening, I come and say, Whoa, what next? What next? Let's go. Let's go. Are you understanding me? They want to do next. Let's pray. You understand that? The other one came for two morning sessions and four evening sessions. And it's out. Amen. Amen. Are we together? Keeping yourself spiritually fit. You came to church on Sunday. You went for some meeting on Tuesday. You say, ah, ah, I've tried now. Aye. We pray on Sunday. Okay. On Tuesday, we pray. That prayer should cover the other things now. You are not spiritually fit. Amen. <laughs> Glory to God. It's, let me show you examples of not being spiritually fit. That you can sit down and watch part one, two, and three of Mamas in Town. Mamas in Town, part one. More Mamas in Town, part two. <laughs> Many more Mamas in Town, part three. <laughs> You sat down in one day, watch the tree on your laptop or your phone, whatever. They now say, in Renaissance Assembly, we read one chapter of the New Testament every day. Today, we're going to be reading the book of Luke chapter 5. Everybody should read it. It starts. Put up Luke 5, King James. King James, please. Put up Luke 5. It says, they say we should read our Bible. Ah. Me, I'm a re-Renaissance member. <laughs> Alright, so we're going to be reading now. Show me the last verse. Show me the last verse. Put up the last verse. So we know how many verses. 39. Okay. He said, ah, this chapter is long ago. Put up, go back to verse 1. That's how you started. This chapter is long ago. And 
It came to pass that as the people pressed upon him to hear the word of God, he stood by the lake of Gennesaret. Continue. And saw two sheep standing by the lake. But the fishermen were gone out of them. And were washing their nets. And he entered into one of the ships, which was Simon's. And prayed him that he would trust that a little from the land. <laughs> Verse 3. Verse 3. Hey, angels will flog you. <laughs> so, they said, ah, brother, brother, we're still in. I said, oh. And he sat down. And told the people out of the sheep, your phone rings, say, ah, that much don't start to. Okay, let's go. <laughs> when he reaches that area, you are agile. You are spiritually unfit. Amen. Amen. Are you with me? Listen to what I'm saying. Very important. Very important. Let's go for evangelism. They have to remind you. It's today who? Say, I remember. It's by two. Say, I remember. It's two o'clock already. <laughs> okay. Ah, now, now, two has reached. Please, I will meet you or people should be going. But when it is something else, you show up. Are we together? See, listen to me. Let's read First Timothy 4, 7 again. But refuse and avoid irreverent legends, profane and impure and godless fictions, mere grandmother's tales, and silly myths, and express your disapproval of them. Let's read that last part together. I want to go. Train yourself toward godliness, piety, keeping yourself spiritually fit. He didn't say God will train you. He said you. Train yourself. Oh, we're in church. Say, we said... I'm not saying you should stand now, but let's say, let's all rise to our feet. Let's take a prayer point. We're going to be praying for all our children in this church. Let us open our mouths and pray. You say, ah, all the children, we are the day, God just be with them. (laughs) Now, if you don't train yourself and start learning how to pray that five minute prayer, then the day they now say, let's pray for ten minutes, and then you apply yourself. You know, one time I was talking to a group of people, you know, in church. Don't come to church and then they're singing a song you don't know. Because you don't know it, you don't sing. Every song that you know, you learnt it. Even national anthem, you learnt it. Is that not so? So, if you come to a church and they're singing a song, attempt to sing. That's how you will know the song. Amen? Are we together? Attempt to sing the song. Attempt to sing. And you learn it. If they say they are praying for five minutes, join and pray. That's how you learn how to pray. If they say, everybody make this confession, declare so, so, and so, you follow, you declare. What's happening that you are training, you are training yourself, amen, in godliness. The next time you are asked to do that, it will be easier. The next time you are asked to do that, it will be easier. You know, you, when you see people that used to be um, committed to attending services, they used to attend services on Sundays, midweek service on Thursday, so so, and then after maybe some months or years, you now see that the person hardly attends service. It didn't just happen overnight. It started with, it can start with coming late for one service. And then he gets used to it. Then missing one service. Then he gets used to it. Are you understanding me? Then he starts missing cell meeting and midweek service. Then he starts getting used to it. After a while, even missing Sunday service is normal. Are we together? So you train yourself. Um, how you train yourself that you apply yourself to the things that you are required to do. Amen. You apply yourself to them. 
if we're fasting, especially fasting, say, hey, I cannot fast. How will you know if you can fast? How did you know you can eat? How did you know you can eat? By eating. How will you know you, you can stay without eating? By not eating. Amen. So, no, no, no. I know myself. I know myself. I cannot fast. <laughs> Did you even attempt? Amen. Did you attempt? Or even the thoughts of fasting? You're already fighting the thoughts. Did you attempt? Spiritual things don't fall on people. People apply themselves to them. And then they grow in it. Are we together? They grow in it. You hear people pray in tongues for four hours, six hours. They started by praying in tongues for 30 minutes. Are we together? They started by praying in tongues for 30 minutes. Then after a while they discovered they could pray in tongues for one hour. Then they stretch. Anyone that can pray in tongues for four, six, eight, or ten hours took time to build capacity. Amen. It didn't just happen overnight. So if you don't even start doing your 15 minutes or 30 minutes or one hour, when will you ever pray in tongues for two hours or six hours? Alright, go back to KJV so, so that we can enter verse 8. So, but refuse profane and all wise fables and size the right unto godliness. Verse 8. Let's read it together. For bodily exercise profits little, but godliness is profitable unto all things, having the promise of the life that now is and of that which is to come. Now, most of the time when people read and see the word godliness, what they think about is living for God. That could sound like that. But that, in the context of what Paul was saying to Timothy, that's not what he was talking about. Alright? So you could know what he was talking about by reading the earlier part of this verse 8. Let's start. What did he say? For bodily exercise. So whatever he wants to talk about is something that is related to exercise. Amen? Amen. So what he was talking about was spiritual exercise. Amen? That just as you have physical exercise, you have spiritual exercise. There are some people in this church that do exercise every once in a while. Okay, maybe I'll call them to come and just demonstrate the exercise. Amen. Amen. Oh, yeah, just come out by yourself so that I will not call you. But I will call you. Just come out. You know the people I'm, the people I'm talking about? No. Just come out. Just come out. I want you to just show us one or two things. Amen. Just come out. Just come. Come out one. Come out two. <laughs> One person has come out. The other person, come out, come out, come out, come out. <laughs> Cinema, come out. <laughs> come out, Miss Vicky. All right, all right, join them. Come, 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 come. Amen. <laughs> all right. Now, they normally have a, a, a routine. You know, they go for exercise, you know, and all that. You know, I refuse to join them. You know. <laughs> They were trying to win me into that cell. <laughs> Glory to God. Alright, now, keep your book first now. You will show us one of the things you do. Alright? You will show us one of the things you do. Okay? Then I will use to explain something. So, anyone you can remember that people do? We jog. Okay, do. Okay. So they jog. Okay. They jog. You jog quite a distance, right? So this is a physical exercise. Okay? And they do it consistently. The physical exercise. Alright. Give me an example of another one you could do. I think it looks like he's playing. But this thing he's doing is important for his body. Are we together? Thank you. Some of you are just, you are just like, ha ha ha. Some of you now soon call you to come and do what you did now. And the people have in mind to call out. Shady. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> Glory to God. 
All right, don't worry, don't worry, don't worry, don't worry. So, <laughs> that's physical exercise. Are you understanding me? He says, Gichima is just doing it, you know, no obstruction around here. You understand? Just, wah, wah. <laughs> you understand? Now, the thing about exercise, he is doing one thing over and over again. Are we together? He's doing one thing over and over again. Then after a while, the effect shows on his body. Am I communicating? The effect of what he's doing shows on his body. Now, the Bible is not saying that spiritual exercise, there is spiritual exercise. There are certain things you are required to do again and again. And over time, the effect will show on your spirit. Are we together? The effects will show on your spirits. Now, this thing he did here now, if you come out here and just do it now, and don't do it again, it will make any difference. Are we together? It will make any difference. But you do it today, you do it in the morning, tomorrow, you do it in the evening. You do it in the morning, you do it in the evening. Over time, it will have an effect on your body. Praise God. So, just as we have physical exercise, we also have what? Spiritual exercise. Amen. Alright? When you pray in tongues, it's spiritual exercise. Are we together? I'm not about to list all the spiritual exercises, but there are several things that the Word of God tells us to do consistently. They are all spiritual exercises. Now, but where I'm going to is this. He said, bodily exercise profits little. Oh, that means all the things they are doing every Saturday. It will profit them all, but it's little compared with what spiritual exercise would do. Amen. He said, but spiritual exercise, the word godliness there is spiritual exercise. But spiritual exercise is profitable unto all things. Do you know what all things means? It will profit you spiritually. It will profit you physically. It will profit you financially. Amen. All things. Glory to God. Fasting and prayer will profit you even in your health. Amen? There's some people that have been praying. Praying. There's a way you spend time in prayer. You cannot add weight. Amen? <laughs> Amen. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> no, you cannot add weight. I was teasing someone. I said, sometimes when you see someone praying, Is that no exercise? Amen. <laughs> Glory to God. <laughs> Going up and down. Are you understanding me? But the point here is that spiritual exercise is profitable. First, tell your neighbor it's profitable. So that means there's something to gain from spiritual exercise. Help me tell two people. Say, there's something to gain from spiritual exercise. When you apply yourself to spiritual things, there's something to gain from it. There's something to gain. It's profitable unto all things. Then after that, it says, having promise of the life that now is. The life that now is, is now, our today. And of that which is to come. That means it will profit you in this present hour. It will profit you eternally. Amen. Why wouldn't I want to be involved in spiritual exercise? Glory to God. So make up your mind to apply yourself to spiritual things. And then that's what keeps you spiritually fit. keeps you spiritually fit. When you're spiritually fit, it means that you are also alert spiritually. Some people are not spiritually alert. It's until the house has collapsed on their head. That's when they know that Satan, has, Satan is around. 
I was reading something about security and danger alert some years ago. And they were talking about different kinds of people. And they were talking about the alert level of different kinds of people. They had color codes for that. It's something about criminology and, and all that. So, they were not talking about people that were trained like FBI, CIA fellows, where they train them to. Okay? The level of training they give to them, and they mention their own level of alertness. That someone that is trained that way is trained in such a way that he's so alert that he can de- sense danger. Are you understanding me? That you have not sensed. Are you getting me? So he's sitting down here, or he's sitting down in a park, and then people are passing. And then somebody is wearing uh, um, a dress shoe, all right? But wearing it with a jeans. Are you understanding me? Okay? And then with carrying a bag. To you, it doesn't mean anything. But as he saw that, the dressing means something to him. Are you understanding me? Are we together? Some of you have seen those things in movies, at least you've seen them in movies, even if you didn't read in the book. Where they're checking the reflex, if they're doing like a shooting um, target practice, they call it. They're doing target practice. They want to see how fast you respond. So they put you in a dark room, all right? Then they'll put up a picture of someone to your left. You shoot, right? Now, what they want you to know is your level of, your response, um, your alertness, your response level. So, um, they put up like a picture. And the picture could be someone with a gun too. You shoot. Then you might see someone with a gun, you shoot. Someone with a gun, you shoot. Let's say, book around, book around, book around, book around, book around, book around, book around. Then you just show a small child. Before thinking, you have already shot, pa, 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 you have failed. They want to see how you respond where you are in war. And you are shooting bad guys and then a good guy shows up and you didn't pull the trigger. Amen. Alright? So, alertness. So they were talking about different levels of alertness. That's why I'm telling you the story. And then, they talked about those guys that are trained that way. That even the way somebody is walking, are you understanding me? They could tell that he's up to something. They talked about normal level of alertness. Then they complained about a group of people. That the, the book had it that. There's those people, everybody has run away. You understand that? People have already died. That's when they'll say, they'll go and be asking even the bad guy. What happened? <laughs> Are you understanding me? What happened? They never get to know what is happening before it happens. Am I communicating? Now, in the realm of the spirits, don't be that kind of brother or sister that your alertness is so low that until the fire consumes everything, that's when you get to know. You don't sense something is going wrong. Are you understanding me? You know, now, I'm not talking about the gift of suspicion. You know, suppose I have the gift of suspicion. There's a difference between gifts, the discerning of spirits, alright, or per spiritual perception and suspicion. Suppose I have spirit of suspicion. The gift of suspicion. Is the gift of suspicion in those days, I, know, I, know, I hope it doesn't happen again, that in a church, if a lady walks in that is looking good, they say she's from the agent of darkness. <laughs> Are you understanding me? It's just suspicion. Suspicion. It's as if anybody that is born again is supposed to be ugly. Then the, the beautiful people and the wonderful people are with Satan. So, are you with me? That's the gift of suspicion. And there are some brethren that function with the gift of suspicion. And gift of suspicion is not a gift of the spirit. It's the gift of foolishness. Are you understanding me? It's not the gift of the spirit. It's the gift of your ignorance. It's different from spiritual perception. Amen. 
spiritual perception functions in such a way that there might be no reason for you to, uh, to think that way. But the signal came to you. But the gift of suspicion, you're always putting things together. Hmm. 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 Why is he sitting behind her? Hmm. 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 Gift of suspicion. Last Sunday, he sat behind her. Hmm. Hmm. <laughs> it's not spirit of God anything. Amen. <laughs> Gift of suspicion can make you be running when nothing is pursuing you. Somebody might even have come to your house. The Lord led him to give you something. You have taken off. <laughs> they, they were coming in the night with the bag. <laughs> Gift of suspicion. It's gift of suspicion that makes a brother. Are you listening to me? And gift of suspicion is triggered by fear. Fear. In the house that he lives in. The shirts he hung on a hanger. <laughs> is why he did not sleep in that house that night. Because before he slept, there was no light. While he was sleeping, Nepana brought light. Then the fans started blowing the shirts. <laughs> and he ran to go and sleep in his neighbor's house till morning. They have come. They have come. I said it. They have come. Gift of suspicion. It has ruined lives, though. It has ruined lives. It has ruined marriages. Amen. It has ruined lives. It has ruined relationships and business partnerships. And it is all those what we call 3D prophets. You know 3D prophets? The more you look, the less you see prophets. They use gifts of suspicion to confuse people's lives. So they will tell you, that your partner is the one that wants to kill you. You will see he will come late tomorrow. The partner always comes late. It's because he's going to go to that place to go and collect the thing he will and kill you. Then you'll be waiting. He will actually not come late. You say, oh boy, I get good news though. He even wants to hug you. Ah! Yay! Gives us suspicion. The Holy Ghost didn't tell you anything. Somebody is delivered here today. In the name of Jesus. Satan will use it to destroy your life. It's different from spiritual perception. If you have bitterness in your heart, or you already have fear, you will have gift of suspicion. Amen? Yeah. You see a man that his mother raised him. Is now, you say your mother is a witch. Her witchcraft started when she was 60. She's a baby witch now. The witchcraft started when she was 60. She did not kill you. It's not the woman that gave birth to you. Is it hard to kill you? As you are coming up from which just close her leg. Squeeze that your small neck. Are you not dead? 
She did not kill you when she was giving birth to you. She breastfed you. She knows her breasts and suffocates you one day. She gave you food in your mouth. Took you to school. Then 30 years later. Because you have one small job. In a company that the signboard is not even outside. <laughs> Amen. Amen. Because they are afraid of you being a your signboard is outside. <laughs> you now say your mother is a witch. Are you listening to me? Am I communicating? The gift of suspicion. It has divided homes. It is different from spiritual perception. So, I'm talking about a lot level, and I want to end on that note. So, there are people that they are a lot level so low that spiritual things are happening around them, they don't even notice. They don't notice. Satan is mobilizing. Are you understanding me? Wee, wee. Demons have come from the east. Wee, wee. They have come from the west. You are seen unseen. Wee, wee. They have come from the south. Take your positions. Now. Start with the children. Bam. The first one has cough. <laughs> the second one. <laughs> you are seen unseen. You went out with a car. The car didn't come back. Your boss is saying, it's like we will soon sack this guy. And you are not seeing that you are under attack. <laughs> Amen. And they are poor like that. You know why they are so spiritually insensitive? Because they are not training themselves. Amen. In godliness. So they're not picking. You, someone can even be in a service and a message is going forth. It's not registering that, oh, the Spirit of God is talking to me. And as I'm talking, I'm so proud. Yeah, 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 yeah. You are laughing. What is the Spirit of God saying to you? After laughing, oh, that pastor is very funny. Oh, that short man is very funny. Guys, no, you go home. What did the Spirit of God say to you? <laughs> That's the alertness I'm talking about. That you can recognize that, ah, God is dealing with this thing in my life. Amen. God is using this to address this in my life. Are we together? And then you're recognizing you now. Make the adjustments. There are some things that will be averted just by being spiritually sensitive. Now, don't misunderstand me. As Christians, at every level, we'll, have, we'll make mistakes. Are you understanding me? Yeah, we'll make mistakes. We'll make mistakes. There are some things you won't get the way it should. It might not be so clear to you. But it's a learning curve. You understand that? You'll keep learning. But don't be like Balaam, the prophet Balaam, that an angel was about to slay him. He's still going. The donkey that's carrying him started seeing vision and hearing voice of God. Amen. But the prophets on the donkey did not hear. So the third thing that makes people spiritually insensitive is greed. Greed. Ever say greed? Say it again. Greed. Money. You become spiritually insensitive. I was reading the story of Smith Wigglesworth. And Smith Wigglesworth had a period in his life where he lost his spiritual favor. He, was not, he had been born again even before his wife, Polly, got saved. And he was, they were involved in Salvation Army and all that and all that. Then the wife was on fire for God and got involved in ministry. Then he was a plumber. And then there was a particular winter. Uh, you know, plumbing in those days in England is not... It would likely have been more a cake than plumbing is now here in Nigeria. You understand that this was maybe uh, the turn of the... 
20th century, you know, 19 something, 19, you know, and all that. So, he, the, this particular winter, there were a lot of jobs. A lot of jobs. So, he, he would go answer this call, he was making money. But he was no more praying. He was no more reading his Bible. Are you understanding me? That quest for money is now making him spiritually insensitive. Praise God. Alright? And so you could often find yourself in that place where now the reason why your spiritual says is money. You're chasing one thing or the other. You're you're no more reading your Bible. You're no more praying. You don't have time to even be in the service and hear the word of God. The quest for money makes you now, you are no more alert. If it was before, that place you want to go to now, that action you want to take, you would have heard the signal of God in your heart. But you are not hearing it. Why? Because greed has blocked your faculties. Listen, God always warns. People don't always hear. Did you hear me? I'll say that again. God always wants his children. People, it's just that people don't always hear. Whether you got born again today or you got born again 50 years ago, God always wants. Amen? The signal will come. But people could be blinded, deafened by greed, fear, bitterness. That's the most sensitive. Lift your hand and just pray this prayer for yourself and pray for spiritual sensitivity. That you will give spiritual things the place it deserves in your life. Pray for sensitivity. Not the gift of suspicion, perception, spiritual perception, spiritual perception, spiritual perception in your endeavors. In the name of Jesus. Listen. There are certain things that when they are happening, you can already see where it's going to. Are we together? You can already see where it's going to. That's being a lot spiritually. Some of you will come back from a program like this or a service like this and go home. And then there's someone in your premises or your neighborhood that is, you know, there are people that are, they are waking trouble. You know, just like you have fire starter, they are trouble starters. You know. And then the person comes and says, eh, hey, excuse me, excuse me, excuse me. You are just coming back from service. Say, blah, 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 they say something. The response you will give now my end up that with your Bible under your armpits, this other hand will be punching somebody. That's where it is going. You can already see that if you fight that fight this night, tomorrow, you know what the target is? The target is not the fight this night. You have an interview to attend tomorrow morning. Now, you have been in faith for a long time about promotion in your life. And that interview is going to happen tomorrow by 9 o'clock. Now, this night, you are about to enter your house. That troublesome neighbor now comes. If you fight that fight, your eye will be swollen. I'm just giving a painting scenario here. When you enter the interview, they'll say, ah, this kind of person that used to fight. We, don't, we need a calm person, actually. We're actually looking for someone that, you know, is, they say, no, it's my, one of my neighbors. You punched my eye. I did not do him anything. <laughs> he said, we will get back to you. <laughs> That's what Satan wanted to achieve. Are you understanding me? What he wanted to achieve was to just scatter your Friday morning. And you fell into it. But I pray for you that you will be sensitive spiritually. 
to already see where the thing is going. Amen. Are we together? So you be sensitive to that. There are some phone calls that will come to you. The aim is to achieve something wrong. And there are many people here that have told me stories, you know, made their own personal experiences. I say, I see devil. See devil. See devil. Satan wants to just destroy your life. And spoil something good that is just coming. So you function with that spiritual perception. You are alert spiritually. And if you are listening to the Spirit of God in your heart, He will tell you, go inside. Go inside. And you will just yield to it. And go inside. Amen. Am I communicating? The neighbor might even, the demon will be enraged. Because what it wanted to achieve was not achieved. He might even come on your door and be knocking. Come out, you are afraid. Come out, you are afraid. After you say you are a child of God. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> Anything they said to you at that time, it doesn't matter. I'll end with this story. This guy in our former um, our first church facility we used was Arumokuta. We were there from the year 2001 July to December 2003. So, in that venue, there's a there's a group there's a place behind my office was at the back of the hall. Small office was at the back of the hall. So there's some boys that used to come and smoke in the anhem behind my window. So sometimes I'll be happy. I don't know what's making me happy. <laughs> so that's how so one of the days I had to go and check what they were doing there, and so I met this boy, and I said, you know, so that's how I got to know him. Later I found out he was like the cult leader of the cults around there. So he would see me, he would greet me, and all that, and all that. So there was a misunderstanding they had, and another cult group came to attack him. And they almost killed him. He survived. So while he was recuperating, he used to come and sit somewhere close to my window. I'll be in the office alone. I'll come out, I'll see him. So one of those days I called him in and started preaching the gospel to him. So as he sat in front of me and I was sharing the gospel with him, and I said, what happened? He said, oh, these other boys attacked him. So by the Spirit of God, I told him, I said, when you recover, Don't attempt to retaliate or to prove. Because for for him to be attacked, it means that they have damaged his reputation, so to speak. So I was talking to him in that light. So I said, God spared your life for this and that. You know, I told him some things and I said, "Um, no matter what someone does to you, don't respond. Just let it go. He was remorseful when I was speaking with him. I prayed with him and all that. One or two other times I saw him again. I called him. I told him again. I said, that's what is in my heart. You understand that? Um, No matter the provocation, don't. Maybe I spoke to him one or two more times. The next thing I heard, you see, eh, as I'm talking to some of you here now, God has prepared you for the things that will happen to the end of the year. Are you understanding me? That's, what, that's how it is. That's how it is. So, there's nobody since my conscious Christian work that I have spoken to like that, that did not listen, that something didn't go wrong. Are you understanding me? 
I'm saying it with all sense of humility. So when I spoke to him like that, as I'm talking, I remember another fellow. I remember another fellow. I can't remember many, many people. He now, he agreed. But he started recovering. We got better. They were playing um, pool, snooker. And then, you know, he's now calm. He's no more doing all those things, you know. So before, people that would not even talk to him are now talking to him. Are you understanding me? Before, people see him and just pass this way. But now, because he's no more in those things. And it was getting to him. See these people, oh, you understand that? It was one of those days he was shouting like that. I called him and said, don't. The only day he retaliated, somebody died. And as I speak, he's late. He was taken to prison. They were playing this, and I can't remember whether he came in there. The person and said, "You should not play." No, that person cannot normally talk to him. He responded, and the person said, "My friend, go away from here." He said, before thinking, he wanted to just injure him, but he stabbed him on his. Um, I don't know. Doctors will know better. The vein here. The guy died. He kept shouting, See devil. <laughs> he didn't even run. He was shouting, See devil. <laughs> See devil. Because God had already warned him. Are you listening to me? So, be spiritually sensitive. This message is coming to you because we have entered December. The day after tomorrow now is December 1. Hello? Festivities will start. Hey, hey, hey. This, that, 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 that. Be spiritually sensitive. Amen? Amen. Let's rise to our feet. I want you to just spend a minute or two and pray for yourself. Just pray for yourself. Pray for yourself. Pray for yourself. Pray for yourself. Thank you for listening to this message. If you have been blessed, you can reach us by email on info at faith2faithonline.org or call us on 234-806-361-3560. You are big, blessed, and loaded.